0: Man. Thank you, brother. Have your Bibles turn with me to the sixteenth chapter, of the book of Acts. I'll stand as we honor God's word by standing. I'm going to read again reading in verse thirty, which is a very familiar verse. I'm going to read through verse thirty three of our text today. verse 30 of the 16th chapter of Acts says and brought them out and said sirs what must I do to be saved they said believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house and they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in the house and he took them that's the same hour of the night Excuse me, and washed their stripes and was baptized in, 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 in all this straightway. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. We thank you for this man that was saved, this jailer, Lord. It, it meant a lot to people down through the years. A lot of sermons been preached on him. Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to bless us, take care of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. From the text, the title of my message today is, uh, there is no stumbling stone on the way to Jesus. No stumbling stones on the way to Jesus. From the text, we learned that God removed all the stumbling stones which blocked the way to Jesus For this poor jailer and his house. God sent up cities of refuge for those fugitives who were accused of a crime but did not commit it. The rabbis who were in charge of the cities would go out on one at a time or one time a year investigate the high roads which led to the city to see if there were any large stones which blocked the way to the refuge city. They wouldn't labor for long hours to make sure that high high grounds were clear and not to hinder the wayfaring stranger way to the refuge city. One thing for sure, we have a refuge city and I know that I wasn't blocked from going to it. I know some people can find reasons today not to do some of the things that they know they should do, but, uh, I couldn't find a reason. I couldn't, I couldn't say that something was blocking my way. I couldn't say I was sick or anything like that. So, God always, God had a preparation for everything he, as I just read to you there a few minutes ago, he would lead, they would take this committee, they would go out and, and any large stones they had on that route that went to Jesus, they would remove those stones and take them away. I want to assure you today that God has prepared the way Christ for all his elect children. They will not have a, one stumbling stone which, when coming to Jesus for salvation. The great problem today is that it's the sinner himself and sometimes those who are close to him who, may, who make the road almost impossible to which leads to, lead to. Christ. Sometimes God goes to the terrible methods. Terrible methods to remove those who are blocking his, his way even to death itself. Let me warn you, father, mother, grandparents, uncles, aunts, and friends to be aware of the punishment which God institutes if you have been a hindrance to you want one of God's elect children coming to Christ. You know, a lot of people don't realize it, but, uh, because of the way they are sometimes, they, circumstances that take place, I know of them right now. Circumstances take place outside of church and outside of coming to Christ. People just don't want to admit it, that there's circumstances out there. There's family members that stop people from coming. There's, uh, I remember, I, I just saw this morning, I was watching, uh, I, I've been up since two o'clock this morning, I was watching on TV something about a religious program on there, and this, mother told the children, or this daddy told his son, said, you can't go to church no more. And his son said, why? He said, well, he said, because he said, they're not teaching you what you need to be taught. And uh, but see, a lot of times people don't, don't, don't even know what's going on. As I've told people many times over the years, you don't know what I teach, you don't know what I do, and when you talk about our people, people who hinder people, I don't know of anybody that hinders anybody from coming to Christ. We've never had it that I know of, but 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 it happens. It does. Let me warn you, father, mother, grandparents, uncles, aunts, and friends, to be aware of the punishment that God institutes if you have been the hindrance of one of God's elect children coming to Christ. You you have been a hindrance of one of God's elect children coming to Christ. You, you cannot stop them from coming, but you can put yourself as a stumbling stone on which the stumbler, on which one can stumble in order for them that they come to him. This is exactly what Jesus spoke of those self-righteous Jews in Matthew 23. Jesus said, But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, neither suffer ye them that that are entering to go in. Oh yes, hypocrites, you you can hinder men and women from coming. You can observe the greater damnation, it is a fact that there is impediment only highway to Christ that you may not be aware of. The impediment is the terribleness of of, of your sins. Sometimes people think they're too bad. They're, they're just too bad to come to Christ. They're too bad to trust Christ as their Savior. Well, that's what the <laughs> That's what these Pharisees thought. These Pharisees ridiculed that poor uh, publican that came. They ridiculed him and told him that he wasn't uh, coming for the right reason, that, uh, that they, they were a lot more religious than he was. The impediments that we talk about, some, sometimes it's our own sins. I will not come to Christ for my sins have been of a terrible kind for Christ cannot save me from them. I tell you, Christ can save you from anything. He saved me. He saved me. You, you, you don't know what a sinner I was. And, uh, Brother Sam probably knows I was a drill sergeant when I got out of the military. Drill sergeants don't have a very nice mouth, do they, brother Sam? Yeah. They don't have a very nice mouth, and I didn't. I cussed just like the rest of them did. And uh I tell you something else. Sometimes our sins will get in our way, and not only get in our way, but get in the other people's way. I will not come to Christ <laughs> for my sin. Or the terrible, (coughs) for Christ cannot save me from them. Nor let me speak to the sinner, whomever he may or she might be. When Christ removes the stumbling stones, when when you come to Christ, all your sins, every sin that you've ever committed, has been washed away, has been cleansed. Every sin which you've ever committed. Has been cleansed. Think about that for just a moment. What terrible sinners we are! But yet, but yet, He saves us. Ever if He saves us from one sin, He saves us from all sins. He doesn't let He doesn't let one sin stand in the way of another, and and He's just not like that. I have to put my paper down like this because I'm having to preach sermons that are typed on a. I can't I can't change the font style and, and the uh size of the font, so uh I shouldn not have to look at them like this <clears throat> I once thought that my sins I once thought that my sins were too great for the Lord to save me. I tell you, I had a hard time with that had a hard time with that when, when, from the day I was made a professional faith until I realized what it meant to really be saved. I had a hard time with that. I had a terrible time with it. There's another impediment on the highway that you may not be aware of. The impediment is the hardness of your own heart. Sometimes, sometimes you don't want nobody talking to you. You want nobody here to hear talk. You don't want nobody to show you what's wrong with you you know you don't have anything wrong with you the only thing you have is you're going to hell that's the only thing and if that ain't a lot of wrong that's a lot of wrong i just thinking today of the people every time i hear about somebody dying i think well now today they know where they are they know where they've gone to you may believe your sins are great, but you may not see how they can send you to hell. You might say, I cannot feel. I cannot weep. I am like a a stone that has no concern. This was the terminology of one who, who has now been taken out of our church by her greatest stumbling stone. That's I'm not going to mention who that is, but I know that happened many years ago. Somebody took them out of our church because they didn't like what we taught and what we taught them. And as I told them, I told them, I said, we, we got about 60 or 70 of others who have come to Christ through, through teaching of his word. Why can't we? Why why can't can't they come? There is not a scripture in the Bible which teaches that one who has hardness of heart cannot believe once the Lord has removed the hard heart and replaced it with a a soft heart, one of love and one of grace. there's, There's nothing that can keep you from being saved today. If you're lost today, there's nothing that can keep you from being saved today. Not a thing. There's not a thing out there. There's not a thing out there. All you got to do is trust the Lord your Savior and, and come to realize that He that, that he, he saved you. There's another impediment on the highway you may not be aware of. The impediment is the assurance of salvation. I had a time with that. I know, I know others right here I'm talking to today that years ago they had a time with it too. With, uh, whether they were really saved or not. Assurance of salvation. I tell you, I I didn't, I didn't learn what it meant until I read over in the book of 1 John where he says that you, you, where he's He says that you're saved all, God saved you from all your sins. I used to think I had sins that I couldn't be saved from. Uh, God, how can you take somebody like me and, and, and save me and and furthermore make me a preacher? How in the world can you do that? Well, that was probably 50, almost 60 years ago. Going on 60 years ago. But at, at any rate, The impediment is assurance of salvation. We want to know and feel salvation before we ever go to Christ for salvation. In other words, we want to feel it before we ever go. You know, you you don't know what it's going to be like. You might say right now, i just be stupid. I feel stupid about going. But I want to tell you, you know, you're not stupid about going. God will open up your heart. He'll show you what you need. He'll show you everything. He'll take every every sin you've ever committed and he'll let you know that he can save you from that sin. That's what Jesus the one that is the intercessor for us. I think somebody wrote something about that. I saw on Facebook. Intercession for us. That intercession is is the fact that God, Jesus, if we, we may forget we're saved, but Jesus don't forget He saved us. He never forgets He saved us. We, we may forget that we're saved and do things we shouldn't do. But God doesn't forget it. The Holy Spirit doesn't forget it. The, the Holy Spirit still, still will answer you. This is not going to be, this is not going to happen. Assurance comes by listening to the Word, by studying the Word, and, and, and by certainly, not the least, laying aside all prejudices. This, this thing called prejudice has destroyed many professed Christians that I have known and loved. Prejudice has, has destroyed many professed Christians. If the truth is ever told, a lot of professed Christians are living today very unhappy lives because of worldly prejudice. The great apostle Paul said, let's, let's, let's lay aside every weight. And every sin that do so easily beset us, and run with patience, the race that is set before us in the book of uh, from, um, Hebrews. Listen, sinner, and saint alike. Many have ways which draw them aside from this race. We are running here in LBC. Seek God. Take them away from, from you now be saved if that is what is needed. That's all we can do. All we can do, I, I just, I try, I'm trying to figure out every way to get things back, back in myself. And as you can see, I'm, I got oxygen tanks right here beside me. I'm set up with them. and uh, I'm trying to get that out of my way. I pray that I can remove that 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 drop that, that thing that you know you got an excuse we got an excuse it's almost like some people just just rejoice because they've got an excuse we have an excuse I'm sick we're too sick to come we're too sick to be saved we're too sick to Christ doesn't care how sick you are he'll save you and he'll heal you he'll save you and he he'll, he'll he'll let you know that he's there if you have a ref you need to run to somebody you've got somebody to run to what a great blessing that is I pray probably 50 times a day and I know some of you do too and and Jerry's family he said a lot of reason to pray for him. And I prayed for him every day. Every day since it happened, I prayed for him. Somebody told me, I was telling somebody about it. They didn't, they didn't know him. They didn't know none of you. I was telling somebody about him having a red. And they said, well, his, his stuff is not over until they start lawsuits. Lawsuits come. And that's true. That's true. Things aren't over. Things are not always over. But God can see us through those. God can watch you. God can. Christ has his eye on you every day. He's got his eye on me. He's got his eye on you. He's got his eye on us every day. And he's watching us. He's watching us. And you'll say, well, can I get in trouble? Yes, you can. You can get in trouble. You can sit church and talk to each other. And be in trouble. You can sit in church, as I said Wednesday night. You can sit in church and not never sing. You know, you, you God gave you a good singing voice. You need to be singing. You need to be singing for the Lord. Sing for the Lord. Don't hang your, don't hang your heart, heart, uh, hearts up on the reeds. Don't hang them up there. Don't, don't give up on it. What's the use? Some people says, what's the use? Well, what do you mean what's the use? There's a lot of use there. A lot there, a lot, a lot that you can't cover. I can't cover it. You might say, well, brother Paul, uh, I have a fella, every day he'll ask me tomorrow, if I see him tomorrow, he'll ask me, he'll say, how many did you save yesterday? I said, I don't save any. I said, I think sometimes when I look out over the congregation, I saved every one of them because they're not really saved. Some are not. But praise God, praise God, there is a Savior. He's out there, and he's he's ready to save any time you come to him and ask him. You need to. You need to. I, I just saw where Bob Barker, 99 years old, died. I think I think of Methuselah. Bible says Methuselah was how old he was, one of the oldest men that ever lived upon the face of the earth. What are the what are the three or four words after that? Bible says, and he died. And he died. I don't care how old you get, you may be able to use this oxygen until, may be able to use this oxygen until you can't use it no more, but you're still going to die. Time's going to come. You're going to be laying in a casket somewhere with just you and your own mind. The mind that you're going to take with you. This mind that you're living with now, you're going to take it with you. You're going to have it right there. It's going to be in that casket with you. You're going to have it right there, that mind is. Oh, God, help us. Help every one of us, Lord. I pray, God, that he'll help every one of us. I want to close for today. Appreciate y'all coming. I appreciate you listening.